Welcome to Ron and Nick's Best Friend Podcast, where we talk about finding the friend who helps us live in freedom, truth, and love. That's the truth. Hello out there, all of our Ron and Nick's Best Friend Podcast tribe. We are taking a week off, so enjoy this special repeat episode of the Best of Ron and Nick's Best Friend Podcast. Hey, welcome to Ron and Nick's Best Friend Podcast. Welcome. Welcome, every. Hey, how are you? I remember uh, Connie's Magic Cottage. Do you ever remember that? <laughs> Connie's Ryan Magic Cottage, she would go, and I see, and there would be, she would be naming names, Johnny and... And she just the name names, and you what would think. Are you even, is that Mister Rogers' neighborhood? No, it was a local local show. Oh, okay. So, How's everything with you? Um, we took a week off. We took a week off. Very busy. Lots yeah. of stuff going yeah. on. Family in town. Vacations. Yeah. Kids going to college. How about yeah, that? That's right. Sent my last one out to college. Wow. That. How's that feel? It feels great. And we're empty nesters, so we're trying to get adjusted to that. That's the whole thing. If you're an empty nester, tell me. What to expect, please. Oh, you can expect a lot of stuff. All you, right. You, you know, when, I, when we were praying, yeah, this came to my mind. Do you remember when we were in Greece and we were on the subway? <laughs> yeah. And these Greek people were talking about us. Yes. Not in a nice way. Yeah. And they didn't think I knew what they were saying. I think you told this story one time I did. already. Go okay. ahead. No, this well, is a good story. They, 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 they start talking about me and talking about Ron and my wife. What and, were they and, saying? What were they saying? They were just saying, look, look, look at those Americans, you know, blah, blah, blah. Look, they went shopping to the, you know, they're just, they're not saying nothing nasty. Right. But they're just kind of like condescending on us. So I turned to Ron and I said, listen. I'm going to say a bunch of Greek things to you, uh-huh. and you just say, nah, 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 which means do yes, it. Do yes. it, do it right now. So, uh, <laughs> just do it. Come on. Yes, do it. No, I don't want to do yes, it right now. Yes, yes. No, yes. Uh, nah, nah, okay. nah, 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 so, nah. so when I did that and he said, nah, you would never believe their face just sank. Like, shoot, man, everything I've been saying, this guy understood. Uh-huh. They understood. They thought you were uh, a stupid American yeah. <laughs> couldn't speak the language. I was a stupid American that understood what they, uh, uh, what they you, were saying. We are stupid Americans, but at least one of us knew. Yeah, at least one of us knew. What a trip. I, I've been thinking about that trip before uh, or recently so you're going to italy too yeah i'm going to italy when's this uh in october going to go for two weeks never vacationed in my life for two weeks usually three to four days week at the most it's my 20th anniversary and and you're going i have to go oh you should <laughs> no, i'm you going this goes out to people yeah i know no no, no. i'm going i'm going i'm going to learn how to relax and i'm very excited other than the language barrier i don't know how to speak italy uh, italian there you go i don't know how to speak italian so i don't know you've been in italy and you tell me is this a problem yeah, um not it's not that hard to, to get around in in italy i mean the characters on the signs are at least in english okay so you can so you can figure it out like this, you, you know you're familiar with place names and you can get around like that. and the train system is is pretty amazing okay you can get where you need to go I, I, I didn't find the language barrier to be that bad there um i thought it was worse in greece i i, I had a harder time yeah understanding what was being said in greece than i right. did in italy um but yeah we wanted to talk about vocabulary we want to talk about language I, I, w- I want Well, to. this is a podcast about... We've never Holy Spirit, it. yeah, we oh. should probably <laughs> say this is a podcast about the Holy Spirit. Our best friend. Our best friend, the go. Holy Spirit. And uh, the thing that uh, 
vocabulary. He, yeah, well, this is what he's been pressing on me, is uh, the vocabulary of hell, actually. Oh, you could say the language of hell or the vocabulary of hell. I, I think maybe vocabulary is a better word because uh, describing it, because three words in particular are cropping up all over the place. And they are fear and shame and guilt. Fear and shame and guilt. I've been meeting with people and I've been telling them um, these are not, I, I, I'm not putting it right. These are not Christian emotions, I think I said. These are not, the, the, the children of God should not deal mm. in shame and fear and guilt. And, um, and it's amazing. We, we did a, uh, an episode about the voice of the accuser uh, not long ago. I think it might have been the last one before yeah, we took yeah, a break. Yeah, it was. And I'm just kind of honing it in a little bit. Okay. Like, do you speak the language of hell? Do you use the vocabulary of hell? So, Do you use it on yourself? Do you use it on others? Well, you said the children of God should not be hearing shame, guilt. I just say you don't hear it. I'm saying... Don't accept it. Yeah, don't use it. Don't. Oh, don't use it yeah, on don't, others. Yeah, don't use that vocabulary. Don't oh. don't use it. Look, I, I'll I'll tell a story on myself. So, I'm I'm out I'm I'm out with Tina. We go to uh, I think Harris Teeter or something. And um, yeah, I'm just going to tell this story. I'm going to tell right, go it the ahead. way it really happened. Go ahead. Well, we're real here. Yeah. Well, so <laughs> she goes. She gets ready to go into Harris Teeter. And she says. Is there anything in Harris Teeter that you need? And I said something snarky, you know, like I'm always saying something smart. You can imagine what I said. I, I something want. like, well, the only thing that's going in Harris Teeter, you know, anything I want out of Harris Teeter is what's going in right now, you okay, know. Right. Like it's an allusion to the fact that I would like to have sex with my wife. Okay. All right. I, so I'm just going to say it. And she says something back like. Um, she didn't get it. No, yes. She, oh, she are you it, kidding? Yeah. Okay. It's a poor woman. I mean, okay. that's only 40 years worth of this okay. stuff. Okay. All right. So I say I say that, and she says something like, well, we can do that. And I and and I go, oh, look, we've been married a long time. This is this is really transparent, vulnerable stuff. Okay. I'm, I'm just saying, I think people need to hear stuff like this. All right, that's good. So, I love it. So we, we've been married a long time, and you know, you come and go, seasons come and go, and you get in seasons where maybe that's not happening as much as you like. Right. And I, I I went like this. I took my finger and I went. Yeah, like right. Like right. Yeah, right. Like sure, we can do something about this right. because, I mean, look, it's a season. Things happen. And she, she she looks at me and closes the door, goes into Harris Teeter. I mean, it it she didn't it didn't offend her because right. she's very hard to offend. Right. Thank God. But she goes in, and as she's in, the Holy Spirit says to me, uh, so. So you don't you don't mind using uh, the language of hell to get what you want, do you? I'm like, okay, what do you mean by that? Because basically, when I took my finger and you know went around in a circle, like yeah, right, what I was doing I exactly is communicating shame and guilt. Absolutely. So I'm I'm sh I'm actually allowing myself who's a who's a child of God and a and a citizen of the kingdom of heaven to use shame and guilt when I want to to get what I want and without using the words directly yeah yeah well I didn't I, I didn't you couldn't convict me of it right but and the Holy Spirit says 
oh, so you don't mind using guilt and shame when it gets you what you want. And I thought, wow, how much do I do that? How much do I use the vocabulary of hell to get what I want? So the question to you here, serve to you. Okay, do you use, do you use shame and guilt and fear, fear, add fear in to get what you want? My wife's not afraid of me, so that that doesn't work. But what do, you, do what, how about you guys out there? Come on, I know I'm not the only one. What, are you willing to use shame, fear, and guilt to get what you want? Do you feel justified in it? I'm gonna just tell you if if you watch. Uh, you know, American politics, both sides feel very justified in using shame, guilt, and fear to get what they want. And that's one of the reasons why there's no political solution to the division amongst our, our, our country. There, that's, there's not a political solution. There is a spiritual solution that doesn't involve shame and guilt and fear. So you, you think of anything? Uh, I'm, I'm going to go a little bit different. I think I use the manipulation uh, of time to my advantage. This is what I mean. If I give you time, my time, uh, let me just, all right, you want to be transparent? So I give my wife a certain amount of time. Uh, I've spent the evening with her or we've done something. Uh, I now have permission in my own self to be able to do something that I probably should be doing with my wife or spending some time with my wife, but I said, listen, I gave you this much of my time so I can now do something without you. Not that I don't want to do something with her. It's just I'm going to use. The, I, I've I've marked. I'm, I've made a mark. So I'm not going to use shame. But that's manipulation. I, I use manipulation. I don't use to, for the most part. I, I manipulate. I'm a manipulator. Uh, okay. I think. Uh, well, that is manipulation. I'm trying to think what that has to do with. Using the vocabulary of hell. Well, it doesn't. Other I think, than I, I, the, actually, the, I think it does. The what? Uh, well, the manipulating. Because, no, because if she comes and asks you now, because you you've put something in your your little bank account, your emotional, right. you know, your <laughs> exactly. relationship bank account, and you said you 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 can't make another withdrawal now. Right. And if you do, I'll make you feel guilty. Because I gave oh, you, absolutely. I already gave you. So it is guilt. You're using guilt. I just had to think about it a second. You're using guilt to get what you want. Because you, you've, you've asked, look, I did this. Now if you ask me for more, right. or shame, you should be ashamed. Don't ask for more. Right, right. And so you are using the vocabulary of hell. And it is, well, well that it, is very interesting. Well, that the, you actually had to think about it. And that's how slight, that's how hard it is to understand Sure, it's subtle. That you're using vocabulary of yeah. Satan. Well, it's wow. What's the manipulation is all that he has. Like he ha- he has no direct power. Like when the, when when Satan says things to you that are fearful, shameful, or guilt uh, or, or guilt ridden, you got to understand what. If you could see the spiritual world. He's got, Jesus has got his foot on this guy's neck. I mean, he's standing on his neck and he's pinned to the floor. And as he's pinned to the floor, he's out of the side of his mouth. He's going, you should be ashamed. You should be guilty. You should be afraid. I mean, Jesus has literally got his foot on his neck. <laughs> and, and, and he's saying things like, and the only way that he, the only way that he can be empowered is, you, is if you decide to listen to this guy who's got a foot on his neck. 
because he's trying to manipulate you. All I'm saying, what I'm trying to point out is we, we do it so much, and I do it so much. I'm so used to it that, uh. that I will use it to manipulate. And that's what I was trying to do to Tina. I was manipulating. I was using guilt. I, w- I was using shame to try to, to try to manipulate her. So it is, it's, it's the same. You know what I like about your story is that um, when you said you did this and then she walked off and then you said the Holy Spirit... Uh, then said, which he said yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that, pro- listen, man, I think a lot of us hear the Spirit, and you heard it. Him. Him. And most people, including myself, would dismiss it like that and just go to a different thought. Don't even want to go there. Why you would have that thought, that's definitely not of the enemy. It's definitely not you thinking that. It is the Holy Spirit. I mean, that's a Holy Spirit thought. Oh yeah. You know. Well, you get to learn. You get to learn His language, His vocabulary. That's right. 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 So there's a contrast, is what I'm saying. Was there con- con- uh, condemnation to that? How He spoke to you? No. It was just like. No. 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 That's yes. 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 No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. There was. It was. It's so very. Gen- it's always very gentle. I mean, I, I think He can get as harsh as He wants. But with me, it, it was like. Hey, Almost wanted, sarcasm. Wanted, hey, did you? Hey, did you see that? That you just did. That was guilt. That was hell. That was separation. That was shame. That was manipulation. And what the thing you just said is like, okay, how do you get to know that? People ask this all the time. That's the question. How do I hear the Spirit? Yeah. Okay. The what's the number one thing we say about hearing the Spirit? Don't edit. edit. Don't edit. Don't assume that it's not him. How is he ever going to speak to you if you edit out everything that he says before you even have a chance to see? And I think once you start to to invite, invite the voice. I want you to speak. Please speak to me. I'm listening. I, I, my, my heart is open to hearing you. He's a person. I can sit in a room with you and I can say with my face, I don't want to talk to you. I can say with my body language, I don't want to talk to you. I can say by by looking at something else and giving my attention to something else, I don't want to talk to you. And, you know, if you're, depending on what kind of person you are, you probably just go, okay, this right. person doesn't want right, to talk right, to me. Right, right. All right. We do that to the Holy Spirit all the time. <laughs> like our body language, our, our emotional state, our, you know, our distractions. Don't want to talk to you. But if you just say, start saying, I do want to talk to you. I do want to hear you. It, his voice gets clearer and it contrasts with the vocabulary of hell because what the Holy Spirit was basically saying is why don't you just love your wife? Why, why, do you, why, do, why would you want to try to make your wife feel guilty? I mean, who wants to have guilt sex anyway? I mean, when I was 20 maybe, you know, when I was, when I was, you know, didn't know anything about anything, I'm like, oh, sex yeah, right. with my wife, right. I don't care how I get it. Right. Okay, it's, there's a lot of water underneath that bridge. It's not, it's not good for anybody. No, I know. Right? So the contrast that we're talking about is, like when you're talking about this with, uh, with Pam, all right, what, what language were you using? Actually, here, here's a better one. What language were you using on your own self? Oh, I got another angle on that. Guess what? You tried to throw me off because you, you, that's what you like to do, but I got it now. You were using shame and guilt on your own self. You were listening to, okay, well, I feel guilty. I'll give her some time. Uh, 
I feel shameful. I'll give her some time. It, you used it on your own self. That's why you gave her the time. How's that working out? <laughs> so who's good. getting manipulated? That's right. Oh, my gosh. Right? Oh, my gosh. What if you just substituted... What if we just, and I'm, I'm saying it to you. What if That's we just, to me. What if we, well, what if we just substituted love and truth and used heaven's vocabulary words instead of hell's? Like love. Okay. Love. How much time do you have? Listen, you don't have to be a genius to do this. If this <laughs> sounds complicated and you have to have a degree in Holy Spirit, it, I hope it's not sounding complicated. It's just, what you just said is very true. How about we just live in truth? We just live in truth. Right. Period. Live in truth. I realize this. When I'm listening to the Holy Spirit, I'm thinking about you in this situation. Like, because I'm the same way. I'm like, I'm busy. I want to do, I want right. to do what I want to do. Right. And, and I can get dismissive of people. And I always end up feeling like that's a fail. I do not want to create distance between me and my wife, me and you. Me and anybody, I really don't right. like having distance between us. We're ministers of reconciliation, the Bible calls us, which is putting things together, not pulling things apart. So what if, when, when I'm listening to him, I mean, when I'm walking with him, like today, I feel very much yeah. present with yeah, the Spirit. Yeah, you told me that, yes. And I feel like I'm, I'm walking with him. And you know what? I don't feel pressure. I feel like it, I could sit here with you. I could sit here with you all day long and give you as much time as you want. And it would be okay, because when I see him, I, I have Holy Spirit patience. When I listen to him, I have Holy Spirit, um, you know, insight. And you become more important, and and he becomes most important, and then you become important. And then I don't have to be the one running my schedule. And I'm not using these these terrible words, shame. I mean, we're talking shame and guilt, but fear is even worse. Like trying to get somebody, try to raise kids. By using fear, I did it. You know, every parent has done it. I, I, I'm using the vocabulary of hell to try to raise a heavenly kid. I try to make them afraid. Dude, do you know how many people I sit down with who are just like they're afraid of sex because of the way the churches talk to them, and and the way the churches manipulated them to try to keep them away from sex, but we'll make you afraid of it. You're talking about very destructive. Married or uh, unmarried? I'm talking, about, I'm talking about kids being raised in the church. Oh, I got you. Oh, I got you. Stay away from it. Don't touch sex. Right, Don't right, think right. about it. You know? So and, and, and manipulate them and make them afraid of it, ashamed of it, guilty. And then they bring all that into marriage. And, and okay, so maybe they managed to get to marriage without having sex. And now they're afraid and shamed and guilty about sex. And I'm going to tell you, that's not good. It creates all kinds of dysfunction, as you can imagine. I appreciate it. That was good. The vocabulary of hell, right? Yeah, versus the vocabulary of heaven, which is truth and love. Truth and love. Truth and love together. Yeah, amen. Bound up together. Appreciate it, bro. It was fun. Thanks for joining us today for this week's episode of Ron and Nick's Best Friend Podcast, where we talk about who? The best friend who tells us how to live in freedom, truth, and love. For more information about him or the show, you can join us at www.ronandnicksbestfriend.com. And don't forget to subscribe. I think it's great. No, that's there's great stuff there.